Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. In the last couple of teachings, we have looked at the things that are closely associated with the image of God. And in the last teaching, we are looking at two things that the image of God is not. So today, by the grace of God, we want to move forward and we want to begin to look a little bit closer at that question, what then is the image of God in humanity? What then is the image of God in in humanity? Mm -hmm. So let's read our foundational scripture once again. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, men and female created he, them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, so that is our foundational scripture. One of the things you will see straight away in what we read is that in secular pagan world, only kings are, and supreme ruler of nations are said to be created in the image of particular gods. We've seen that in the past, in our past teaching. In, in pagan world, in secular world, in ancient world, is only the king and the supreme that are called or that are understood to be made in the image of one god or another god. But this Genesis chapter 1 that we read, verses 26 and 27, is actually using the same you know, expression for all mankind in general. So Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27 is telling us that all mankind, that all humanity in general have been created in the image of God. Unlike in secular pagan world, where it's only the kings and the supreme that are said to be created in the image of God. But God said every human being, in fact, what makes us human? And this is very, very important. What makes human human and separate them from animals and separate them from other living things? What makes us human is the fact that we are created, that we alone, that human alone, that human alone and alone are created in the image of God. So God, the creator of the universe, has honored mankind by endowing him with certain quality that are intrinsic to the nature of God himself, that God has shared with humanity certain nature that is intrinsic to God himself that God has not shared with other animals. But remember what we said the last teaching, that does not make us divine. That does not make us God. Genesis clearly and simply declared that to be human is to bear God's image. What makes us, what delineates us, what separates us, what is unique about us and what makes us human is the fact that we bear God's human, every human, all human, no matter the color of their skin, no matter their gender, no matter their location and their location, every human, no matter whether they are in the womb or out of the womb, no matter in which era and in which area we live, All human, the Bible says, 
are created in the image of God. And that is very, very important because this is what gives us purpose. This is what gives us purpose. This is what makes us human. This is this establishes the fact that our life is not pointless. Human's life is not purposeless because God created all human. And that means that every life is precious. Whether the life of the baby in the womb, whether the life of the poor or the rich, whether the life of the black, the, the white, the, 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 the Hispaniac, no matter which part of the world, Africa, Europe, America, whoever we are, wherever we are, our life is special. Our life is valuable, is unique because every human is created in the image of God. But the thing is, though when you read the Bible, you are not going to read a portion in the scripture where the Bible actually defines for us and say, hey, let me tell you what it means. Let me define for you what it means that humanity is created in the image of God. Obviously, we have been working towards it by understanding the things that are associated with it, by understanding the things, understanding the thing that it is not. So to define what the image of God in man is or in humanity is, we have to look at how God used that word in the book of Genesis or in the scripture. And that is what we have been doing. So to be human is to be and to do on a finite level what God was or what God is and what God did or what God is doing on an infinite level. We know that for us to define the image of God in humanity, we have to define it with respect to God because we were created in the image of God, with respect to who God is, with respect to who, what God does. So to be human is to be and to do on a finite level what God is and what God does on an infinite level. So the image of God in humanity simply means that humanity reflects his creator in those capacity and capability which separate him from the rest of the creation, which separate him from the rest of the animal. Hallelujah. So the uniqueness, the significance, the worth, the nobility of humanity rests on this fact that we are created in God's image and that we are placed over God's world as God's prophets, as God's priest, and as God's king. And this is very, very important for us to understand that humanity was created to reflect God in the world, to reflect God in the creation. And this is where our definition of humanity must find its anchor. Hallelujah. So we then need to ask ourselves, what is it that composes the critical essence of humanity as the image of God? So what is it that actually constitutes the critical essence of humanity as the image of God. The image of God in which man was created must entail those aspects of human nature which are not shared by animals. I know I'm running around this and this is the way we will begin to understand what this is. So the image of God in humans, okay, the image of God in humans must entail those aspects of our nature which are not shared by animals. So it will include include things like our moral consciousness. It will include things about our ability to think abstractly. It will include things like our understanding of beauty, our emotion, and above all, it will include our capacity for worshiping 
and loving God. Because these are the attributes that you will not see in animals. Our moral conscience, our ability to think abstractly, our understanding of beauty and emotion, and above all things, our capacity for worshiping and loving God. Hallelujah. So we will now consider 10 features that link humanity to what is above. We are going to look at 10 features that separate us from what is below. We are going to look at 10 features that allow man to be able to subdue the earth. These 10 features that are actually involved in the content of man being made in the image of God. Now, I'm looking at 10 features. That doesn't mean this is not exhaustive. These are the 10 features that I just want to consider that I believe that are essential content of humanity being created in the image of God. And as you will see that these 10 features actually separate us from other animals, separate us from other created beings. Now today, all I'm going to do is to just list them. Next time, by the grace of God, we are going to take a closer look at these 10 features. But I need to establish that I'm not saying that this is exhaustive list. These are just the 10 features that I'm going to be dealing with. It is important to say some, that some of these features are found in rudimentary form in some of the animals. Remember what we said that when God created man uniquely, but there is a continuity between the other animals, the other living things, there is a certain continuity between other living things and humanity. But there is a sense in which human Humanity is totally unique. So as we look at these 10 features, you will see that there are some of these features that you will find in rudimentary form in some animals, especially animals that have been trained by humanity to be able to express in a rudimentary form some of these features that we are going to be looking at. They are trained to demonstrate in a limited form some of these features. Now, even though I'm going to go through 10 of them I need to understand I need to underscore here that the last of these 10 future in on my list is actually the most important the last of, on this list the last of these 10 future on the list that I'm going to share with you now is actually the most important is the foundation upon which the other features are built that last future actually consists of the essential content of the image of God in which man was created. So we're going to go through this list, like I said, by the grace of God. Next time, we are going to look at each one of these features in a closer dimension. So let's look at this list in which man was created. So what I'm going to do by the grace of God, I'm just going to go through the list. First, man is capable of speaking. The capacity that we have to speak is one of the content of the image of God in man. Number two, man can write. And as such, he can improve his education. He can accumulate knowledge. He can build on past achievement. That is number two. Remember what we are doing here. We are looking at what constitutes the essential content of the image of God in man. And I said the last point on this 10 list, which are not exhaustive, actually constitute the basic image of God in which man was created. So number one, the capacity of man to speak. Number two, our capacity to write. Number three, humanity 
he's creative. Our creativity is a content of the image of God in which man was created. Number four, remember what we are doing now. We are just going through the list. We are going to come back, not today, next time by the grace of God, we are going to come back to look at them in a closer detail. Number four, our gift of reasoning. Our gift of reasoning is actually one of the content of the image of God in which we are created. Number five, humanity's free capacity for free will. Our free will capacity to make rational choices. This is the fifth of our our future that we are looking at that constitute the essential content of the image of God in man. Now, number six is our ability to choose between right and wrong. Our ability to choose between right and wrong. Number four, I mean number seven, sorry. Humanity possesses conscience. We have conscience. Our conscience, the Bible says our conscience excusing or, you know, accusing us. Humanity has conscience. Number eight, like God, humanity can express heartfelt emotion. Heartfelt emotion. Now, number nine or ten are really, really very important. Remember what I said. The foundation and the fundamental content of the image of God in which humanity was created is number nine. I mean, number 10. But number nine comes, you know, after that. So number nine is that humanity possesses a unique, inherent religious inclination. That humanity has the desire and the ability to worship. Our desire and our ability to worship is a feature of the essential content of the image in which man was created. And number 10, remember number 10? This is actually the heart of the image in which man was created. Finally, man possesses an immortal soul. Man possesses an immortal soul. You remember what we have read? The Bible, when, Bible, when, when, when God said, come, let us create man in our own image and, after, and our own likeness and let them have dominion. And the Bible said God came and he fashioned the body of man from the ground. And the Bible says God took that, that dust that God has fashioned and God breathed into him the breath of life. And the Bible says that man became a living soul. Man became a living soul. Remember what we said last teaching when we were talking about what the image of God is not. We said the image of God does not consist in the fact that man was created in a physical form, but we said that man, I mean, that God is spirit. You remember we said that God is spirit, but man is also spirit. It's a living soul. It's a spiritual being, a spiritual being. And we've mentioned this before in our previous, previous teaching that we man is a tripartite being, body, soul, and spirit. The Bible talks about the outward man and the inward man. There is an inward man. There is an inward being that the Bible calls a living soul, a spiritual soul. And it is that soul that came out of God and entered into that dust, that body of clay, and man became a living soul. So man is a living soul. And that actually 
is the foundational and fundamental image of God in which man was created. The same way that God is spirit, humanity, you as a man, you as a woman, you are spirit. Now, what happened in death is that our body falls and our spirit and our soul goes back to God. What, what we sometimes refer to as our heart goes back to God. And that is when there will be judgment. That is when there will be accountability. And this is what we are talking about when we talk about the need for salvation. Because the Bible says that inward man is dead because of what happened in the fall. When God created man, when God created the woman, they were alive in their spirit. They were alive in their soul. Their soul was connected to God. Their soul was bright. Their soul was alive. But when sin came, when wickedness came, that soul lost all the light, lost connection with God, and it was dead. Now, when a man and a woman get born again, God gave him a new soul. The light came again. The light shined again into that soul. God take this, the dead soul out, and God gives him or her a new soul, a new spirit. Hallelujah. A new spirit, I should say. God gave him a new spirit. And that spirit will begin to push out to, into his soul. That is what I, the way I should actually put it. God gave him a new spirit. Okay, and that spirit will begin to renew his soul, be renew his soul, be filled that soul with life, and that soul will begin to change, will begin to be restored, will begin to grow in the knowledge of God and the, 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 the mind, the thought, the emotion, the desire will begin to be aligned to the purpose to which God has created for it in the first place. So that soul that was dead will become alive because God gave that soul a new spirit and the life in that new spirit will begin to push out into the soul will the soul will begin to 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 be, be spread the righteousness of god the holiness of god the perfection of god hallelujah so i'm going to go through by the grace of god these 10 futures that we have mentioned now that number one we are talking remember what we are talking about we are looking at 10 features that constitute the essential content of the image of God in which man and woman were created. Man is capable of speaking, number one. Number two, man can write. Number three, man is creative. Number four, man's gift of reasoning. Number five, man's free will and capacity to make rational choices. Number six, man can choose between right and wrong. Number seven, Humanity possesses conscience. Number eight, humanity can express men and women. They can express heartfelt emotion. Number nine, very, very important. Men and women, they have the desire and the ability to worship. And number 10, the men and the women, they possess immortal soul. Now, the image of God involves many things, but surely the essential fact is that man has this eternal spirit that is capable of fellowship with his creator. And this is very, very important. Creation result from the purpose of God. God created us here because God has a plan. God has a purpose. And God created here for his own purpose. So people have purpose. 
And this purpose emerged from the fact that God created us in his image to fulfill his purpose. Our, our existence here is purposeful. Our existence here is not pointless. It's not purposeless, but rather it is purposeful. It is to fulfill the purpose and the will and the plan of God. So we are going to stop there for today by the grace of God. We have looked through these 10 features. Remember what we said, these are not exhaustive. These are, not the ten, these are just the 10 that we are looking through. So we've gone through the list and we are going to come back next time by the grace of God and we are going to look at some of these features in a greater detail. Remember what we said, essentially and quintessentially, the image of God in man is the fact that we are created as living soul. That in the fall, that soul became dead. But when we are saved, the, God gave us a new spirit and that spirit, that, that soul became a living soul again. And then the spirit of God in man will begin to shine light into his soul and the soul will begin to grow, will begin to manifest the righteousness, the power, the glory of God, even on this heart, praise the Lord. And if you are listening to me tonight and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have a dead soul. But you don't have to wait any longer. You can come to him tonight and ask him to save you. And he will take the dead spirit out of you. He will give you a new spirit. And once again, you will become a living soul. And that spirit, new spirit in you with the spirit of God will begin to work on your soul. You know, we begin to work on your desire, your emotion, your your mind, and you the Bible call it renewal of your mind. You begin to grow in your knowledge of God, growing in Christ. And as your soul grows by the power of your spirit, you begin to manifest the, 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 the new life. And people begin to say you are different. And that's just because of the life of God in you is beginning to renew your soul and it begins to affect your body. Do it today. Because tomorrow may be too late. Go to him, accept him as your Lord and Savior. Believe in Jesus and he will save you. He will walk this world with you and in eternity, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.